Hello, and welcome to Microplastics, the latest episode in the Crossing Thin Ice podcast series brought to you by Actuarial Risk Management. This is Dave Ingram, and I am joined today, as usual, by Max Rudolph. Today, Max is bringing us information about another emerging risk, microplastics. And as usual, with many emerging risks, we are not yet certain how likely it is that microplastics will become a serious problem. But one thing is certain. As Max will tell, microplastics are everywhere. So if they do become a problem, it will be an all-pervasive issue. This podcast about microplastics can help you with your emerging risk program. Max will be helping us to start imagining what might happen to us all if the buildup of microplastics reaches a critical level so we can start thinking about how we need to prepare. And by the way, nothing in today's podcast is intended to be investment advice. We are here to provide educational material. We hope that you will also take advantage of our free newsletter and webcast for additional education on risk management topics. Let's get started. Microplastics are defined as pieces of plastic smaller than 0.2 inches. They're pollutants and found nearly everywhere. The highest mountains, deepest ocean trenches, dust, and living things, including humans, have all tested positive for microplastics. Studies are ongoing to determine the ramifications, but early results show this risk will need ongoing monitoring and likely has negative implications for both the environment and human health. Fossil fuels are the primary building component to make plastics. Plastic bottles are a big source of microplastics as they break down with exposure to sun and movement in the water. Others include clothing fibers, so each wash releases microplastics, tires with regular wear and tear in artificial turf fields, cosmetics uh, as microbeads that are used as exfoliates, and plastic pellets uh, like nurdles that are used as input for, for molds. Uh, a recent report noted that a large portion of the Great Pacific garbage dump consisted of remnants of fishing nets. Plastics break down very slowly over periods of centuries. When present in water, they can be ingested, and when in soil, they become part of the food that we and other organisms eat. A similar risk is brought by PFAS and other forever chemicals, such as those found in Teflon, that break down slowly and permanently accumulate in the environment and living things. The microplastics risk is slow moving, but inevitable if we don't act to reduce it. The oceans are big, but there's likely a tipping point, possibly tied to the amount of carbon in the ocean and carbon ecosystems. This is called blue carbon. More microplastics is likely bad at all levels, but eventually reaches a point where it moves up the priority list. This could be when food security is impacted or studies reveal a morbidity of impact for humans. As children learn, all drains and runoff streams and rivers lead to the ocean. So that's where microplastics end up too. All sorts of marine life are negatively impacted, either by direct interaction, for example, birds get tangled in plastic or whales get their flippers caught on fishing nets or by ingestion throughout the food chain, starting with plankton, working up to whales and humans. Eventually, microplastics make it to the bottom of the sea, polluting marine life and the seabed in shallow seas and deep trenches. 
while interacting with currents to form garbage patches below the surface. Certain types of life forms may be more susceptible to microplastics, including those that filter ocean water for food. Plastic mulching, a farm practice that places plastic sheets over fields to conserve water and warm soils, initially increases crop yields, but if the sheets aren't collected post-harvest, they become a pollutant in the soil uh, as they are torn apart and break down. This reduces yields as the pollutants build up. The United Nations has developed 17 sustainable development goals, with the majority at least indirectly impacted by plastics. Number 14, life below water, specifically included initiatives based on plastic pollution. Microplastics can also be thought of as a threat multiplier, making many other risks worse. For example, if the population's base health is reduced by pollutants, they become more susceptible to other diseases. There are many problems to address, many of, many of which seem too big to quickly solve. They include filtering microplastics from oceans, soils, and freshwater, reducing the amount of plastics and microplastics that enter the environment through recycling or reduced single-use packaging, better recycling processes to forms of plastic, and, and better efficiency. Studies of all living things, including humans, to determine the impact of microplastics. So why is this important to insurers as an emerging risk with likely implications to health as microplastics build up in the food chain and in our bodies, this risk could quickly emerge and become systemic around food security. For a disability or long-term care policy, this could be similar to fears about long COVID where the infectious disease has health implications long after the initial bout of illness. A polluted planet is not a stable planet and the insurance and longevity products we work on need a stable environment to be priced sustainably. Without stability, the law of large numbers fails and the insurance industry becomes unsustainable. Before we move on to part two of today's podcast, we want to tell you about the ARM Actuarial Data and Modeling Institute that supports a wide variety of actuarial tasks. The ARM Data and Modeling Institute provides insurers a modern solution to their actuarial modeling needs. Backed by ARM's network of highly experienced consultants, the ARM DMI supports clients in all modeling applications, including statutory and gap reporting, capital management, product development, business planning, M&A, IFRS 17, LDTI, PBR, actuarial systems implementation, and conversion. ARM has licensed software from two of the globe's most widely used actuarial software packages, FIS's Profit and Moody's Axis. We also use our own easily customized PAARS software, which is fast, cloud-based, and uses a modern data science architecture. The ARM DMI platforms make a great solution efficient cloud-based platforms, cost-effective offshore data scientists, and a deep bench of senior actuaries. You should explore how your business can benefit from the latest actuarial modeling technology. ARM will work with you every step of the way to provide you with reporting, capital management, product development, and business planning actuarial modeling expertise. Contact ARM today. Now, back to our podcast. Hello, Max. Today's topic 
microplastic seems pretty far out there. How did you choose this one? Yeah, several risks that are not on our radar have, have blown up recently. You know, some we knew were coming, but they surprised us with their, their shortened time horizon happened much quicker than expected. You know, microplastics could be one of those with consequences sooner than we think. Um, one example is if the toxicity of microplastics builds up to a level high enough in, in fish or the soil to, to threaten food security. That's probably the, the one that I worry about right now. I know this is one of your favorite topics. Tell us about knowns and, and, and unknown knowns and known knowns and whatever yeah, else. You're, you're right. This is one <laughs> that I, I seem to work into a, a lot of the, the things that I do. Um, but we we have known knowns. And again, that's where we have historical data. It's kind of the actuary's you know sweet spot. And we have the unknown unknowns, uh, Taleb's black swans. Um, microplastics are probably a known unknown. I, I know it will have some impact and it will likely be negative, uh, but I really don't know the timing or the extent of the risk. It's, it's one that I think is, is worth following qualitatively for now and, and try to move into quantitative as, as we have more uh, data. Okay, let me ask you to link this into the discussion of three levels of stress scenarios. What would you suggest as normal volatility, realistic disaster, and worst case scenarios for, for, for the, this? Yeah, and, and this is challenging and, and pretty much guesswork on my part, but, but here goes. And it's a good example of a, of a known unknown. So for normal volatility, maybe you'd come up with uh, a scenario where you had restrictions are made on farming practices that uh, cover fields. Right now, they're covering them in, in uh, uh, Vietnam and, and other places in, in Southeast Asia uh, with plastic to keep the ground warm. But that all falls apart and, and eventually becomes tiny pieces of microplastic that are in the soil that build up. Uh, cause problems there. So, you know, maybe you'd have restrictions there, or maybe there would be restrictions on the ability to make plastics. A realistic disaster might be the ocean catches the fish are reduced by 20% because so many fish are, are dying. Uh, and the worst case, um, again, you know, one century's worth of uh, tail risk uh, would be, you know, maybe human mortality increases by by 20% due to a combination of food insecurity and the buildup of plastics in our body. Um, and these are cumulative, so you likely would see a, a weighting, you know, much higher mortality at the older ages. How do those uh, show you how this impacts the insurance industry? You know, microplastics could have a real impact on morbidity and mortality as the food supply is impacted and our, our bodies continue to build up a cumulative effect, kind of like mercury uh, in, in fish, uh, like in Lake Superior, you're not supposed to eat the, you know, certain kinds of fish out of Lake Superior, maybe all of them because of that, that gradual buildup. You know, this is going to impact assets uh, as well and going to impact uh, liability insurance uh, in our litigious society. So I think all lines of business of insurance will be impacted at some point. I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm not a PNC expert, but it, it reminds me a lot of uh, the asbestos issue, that it was something that, you know, we didn't know about, didn't know about, and then kind of knew it was out there. And then all of a sudden it's here and it just doesn't go away. Quick last question. Well, what are we doing about it? Not enough. Our recycling is, is certainly imperfect. New processes that, that avoid single-use plastics would be helpful. 
recycling that that actually recycles, you know, as opposed to uh, just throws it in the in the uh, uh, trash heap with everything else. Yeah, it's that's the next uh, thing for microplastics is to really work on uh, trying to improve it. And you know, having a big boom that goes through the ocean probably isn't the the long term solution, although people are trying that as well. After hearing this, I could easily imagine a scenario with a wave of health issues, possibly concentrated in one corner of the world, that are eventually traced back to the buildup of microplastics in humans. And then we'll doubtless learn that the first place to identify this concentration is just a little bit ahead of the rest of the world. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Crossing Thin Ice, presented by Actuarial Risk Management. And if you found it valuable, please like, subscribe, and share with your colleagues. Thanks. Bye.